This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 49. Thank you so much for joining me today. As we continue the journey, understanding our saboteurs and what are the ways that we're actually holding ourselves stuck. Today, I am excited to transition from being stuck, right? From our saboteurs wrecking chaos in our life to connecting to our inner wisdom. The information that we're going to be discussing here today is the work of Shirzad Shamin and his work on positive intelligence quotient. There will be a link in my show notes for you to go explore that further. I'm so excited to welcome my guest today, Dr. Ramona Master. Dr. Master is a Stanford-trained internal medicine concierge physician at the University of California, San Diego, and certified life coach with 25 years of clinical experience. We trained together at Life Coach School, as well as did our training in positive intelligence. So I've had lots of time to get to know Ramona. And she teaches tools that encourage individuals to develop a positive mindset and find peace and strength in their authentic selves. I am so excited to welcome you today, Ramona. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Serene. I'm really excited to be on with you and talk about this amazing topic. I am so excited to have you on as well. And I know that we've had lots of conversations about connecting to our authentic selves and connecting to really our inner wisdom. And I can't wait to share some of the stories with the listeners. Before we get started, I would love for you to share a little bit about your journey and how you came to be on this path and your journey as a physician entrepreneur, mom, wearing all of the hats. All of the hats. They all are great opportunities to grow, that's for sure, which is what this whole journey is about. I have been practicing medicine for 25 years, as you said. And through that process, raising my family, I ended up getting divorced about 15 years ago. And that was a pretty low point in my life. I was a single mom raising two kids, one with some special needs. And I slowly meandered my way through it and figured out a way forward and came to a really good, peaceful pace with a background from my childhood being raised by my 
my grandparents who taught me were my first mindfulness teachers, my first yoga and meditation teachers. So using a lot of different principles that I learned different places and found a, a place that was more solid ground. And as I started to feel more secure in myself, I started noticing that the limiting beliefs I had about myself and about my life were showing up in my patients. And I have a really quite remarkable group of patients who are quite educated professors and physicians and Nobel Prize winners and CEOs and executives. And somehow we all have the human brain. That was just really the most remarkable thing for me to start noticing. And I love being in concierge medicine, having a little more time to spend with people, to teach them mindfulness and work through their thought processes. But I was getting stuck at a certain point because I didn't have the training. And that's when I found life coaching, which has been truly just the most remarkable set of skills to have added to my internal medicine training and has up-leveled my life personally. Honestly, I thought I had dealt with my divorce and I realized I probably hadn't fully. And so that it's helped me myself. It's helped my relationship with my kids. And it's given me this great skill set to help my patients and my coaching clients. They're incredibly lucky to have you. I've been a recipient of your amazing coaching. Uh I know that you really connect to them and hold space and building that transformation from a place of worthiness and love, not from scarcity and fear. We talk about that a lot. So last week in, in the podcast, we talked about saboteurs, voices in our head that really keep us stuck, keep us from being our best self. And they may have started out as maybe strengths within us, but then just grew and took on power. So I am so excited actually this week to really counteract that and show how just as saboteurs show up in our life, we also have innate intuitive skill to connect to ourselves, to connect to others. And really that inner wisdom we talk about and Shirzad Shamin, which is again, the work that we're sharing here on positive intelligence, it talks about these sage powers as, as a way for us to reconnect back and bring the positive aspects of our brain and development. Like you mentioned, we have a human brain and as human brains are going to do, we're going to think about all the terrible things that can happen and go to that space of fear and scarcity and doubt and anxiety and all of the things we talk about. But we also have the innate ability to connect to the part of our brain that allows us to really analyze, okay, what's going on? Be clear-headed, bring the focus, being connecting to peace and calm and love and empathy and all of those other aspects, which again, allows us to live our best lives. So I'm excited to talk about it. And I will invite you to start the conversation by maybe talking uh, about sage power that we discuss, empathize. Yes. So well said on the human brain and that we have the saboteurs. Our brain is programmed for survival. And so that's just the natural response. But we have that ability to settle into ourselves and engage in our sage powers. I always like to think of the sage as an antidote to the saboteurs, really. And so the sage power of empathy or empathize power is having that deep self-compassion and self-love, first of all. And then from that place, we can have love and self-compassion for others. And I think that's really because I think the hallmark self-love is number one to counteract the strong powers of the judge. Yeah. And I know that we were, when we were chatting before, you talked about that blameless discernment and it's so true when something is happening in our life, our first response is, I can't believe this happened. This is terrible. And what's the problem with me? What's the problem with 
with other people. And what's the problem with our circumstances, with our environment? What's the question they talk to us? What's the matter with you? We're always looking for what is the problem. And if you look for problems, you're going to find it. You're going to say, well, because it wasn't done this way. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And what blameless discernment is actually not just ignoring that things may not could have been different and not ignoring that there's something in your gut or, or telling you that something didn't go right. But without that judgment, without that shooting all over ourselves and saying we should do this or we should do that or we shouldn't have done this. And discernment instead is like being able to step back, engage that calm and peace and look at it with objectively. So again, empathize is that first power self-love, self-compassion, and then compassion for others. Yeah. And actually this week I am doing a program on radical self-love, but really it's, it's all about empathizing for ourselves and for others. We're all going through this human experience and there's a lot of expectation. Oh, when there's problems, well, first, let me just find a positive thought and make it go away. But instead just saying we're human and we're suffering, we're going through something that is hard and sitting with ourselves. And like you mentioned, the blameless discernment of just being able to observe without assigning blame or judgment or any other thoughts to it. Just being in that moment with ourselves, with our feelings, with our tears, if that's what what it is. And nothing has gone wrong. That's the key thing. You know what? We're supposed to have the full range of human emotions and experiences, and it's not all going to be positive. So that 50-50 of life, you're going to have positive and negative. But when you can be in radical acceptance of that and have that sage compassion, then you can move forward. I always love the question what organ does the heart feed first? I love it itself. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I can't fool you. It, it's amazing how many even physicians will say the brain or, you know, so many of us because all the organs are vital. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. So empathize power first for ourselves. And then mm-hmm. you can certainly use it to have empathy for all others as well and have that blameless discernment with others who might be judging. And one of the questions that I get asked a lot is when I talk about self-love and self-compassion, the thought is, you know what? Life is so crazy hectic right now. I don't Mm -hmm. have time for that. I do want to do it. I I agree. This is what I hear. And even I have experienced that. I just don't have time for empathy or self-love or (laughs) self-compassion. I will take care of it when I have finished the most urgent on my to-do list. So what would you (laughs) say to people who say that? Yeah. Yes. Again, the heart feeds itself first. So how are you going to get everything else done with less suffering? Honestly, you can power through things with your saboteurs. They've actually, as you said in the la- in your last episode, the saboteurs fuel us forward. There are strengths that go awry to some degree, but we can accomplish a lot just by that sheer will and force. But if you can actually stop and engage your sage, you're going to deal with so much less suffering, so much more peace, so much more inner wisdom, as you said. Yeah, I love it. And how amazing would that be? Because suffering really is taking something that is painful and resisting it. So now it persists in a way that increases our suffering. Yeah, we all will have tough things Mm -hmm. in our lives, but we can engage with that experience as humans being present, giving ourselves love and acceptance and compassion Mm -hmm. and consider what could be a gift or an opportunity in this situation. Instead of saying, why is this happening? I don't want to deal with it. Or maybe even trying to avoid 
avoid it doing something else like Netflix or social media or, or emotional eating or emotional drinking, etc. All of the things that we try to avoid dealing with what is in our life. What if we were just present in that moment, yeah. giving ourselves love and acceptance and compassion and then saying, this is challenging. Yes. But I'm totally. here and what is an opportunity? What is something that I'm gaining from this? I so love that. It's so true, isn't it? If we look at the, for the gifts and the opportunities, as Shirzad likes to say, there could be three, three particular gifts. You can either get some knowledge about something, you can find your power, or you can get inspired to do something. So sometimes our biggest challenges are really our biggest gifts in that sense that we can grow from it. Strengthening sage is just can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Just like you said, if you go look for problems you're going to find them and the sage is the same thing yeah we're looking for opportunities we're looking for solutions yeah. and when you talk to like company ceos and stuff right they say we don't want people who just come with us with problems we want people who come with solutions ideas like how do we make things better what are we what can we learn and grow from this and it actually just reminded me of something not connected to pq per se there are two ways that we change we can change because we have to, and we can change because we want to. Change requires yeah. stepping out into that area of discomfort and being willing to embrace some of that. So coming back, a lot of us actually do change yeah. because of something hard in our life. And you talked about your divorce, like me going through burnout and just feeling like what happened? How did I, in my mind at that time, I was like, how did I fail so badly that I can't even hear? handle my own self through that process. But I'm so grateful to be surrounded by others actually, who encourage me to say what else could it be just yeah. being curious. So that is power number two, explore. And so when you get curious, and you explore, that's when you can find solutions and and actually see a different way of looking at the same thing. Yeah, and it's so true. When we tell ourselves, okay, this is not going to work. That's not going to work. It's just the way it is. Life sucks. I have no choices then that is the story that our brain will continue to show. The data that we see in our world will continue to support that. And I've talked a little For bit sure. about the reticular activating system in one of the mm -hmm. older episodes. But when we ask ourselves, what else could it be? Asking ourselves questions with curiosity and love and like a beginner's mind, like when kids ask questions, why yes. is the sky blue? But why? What could it be? The beginner's mind. I so love that. And I think that's also blameless discernment comes to mind again for me in that just no judgment. Judgment. Just be fascinated. The fascinated anthropologist. I just like the visual of an anthropologist, even or even a child, both ways, looking under the rock, really turning it over and seeing what's in the nooks and crannies of the spaces, or the anthropologist excavating uh, a mine or something like that. So just basically, just really getting curious and looking deeply at what else could be underneath, what could right. be surrounding it, what could be some supporting facts and issues. Yeah, I love that. And even looking at it from different perspectives, like this is what I think, but I wonder really just data gathering, but in a way that just expands our mind. And I hope that if any of you listening, you have something going on in your life and you think, you know, I wonder just I'm stuck here. Being stuck is one of the most common problems that I hear as a productivity coach, but mm -hmm. I ask them, what else could it be? What does being stuck if you did know even one little bit, like a lot of people say, I don't know any of the answers or I can't make a decision. But if you did know one thing, take that one step, take that little piece of yarn 
right? And just keep pulling at it, being curious with it and it unravels. It reminds me, it just helps you to see what's possible when you get curious. Absolutely. And it is a great way to connect, I think, to our own inner wisdom, our powers. So the next stage power we have is innovate, especially as we look into collaboration and connection and community. This is a way that you can connect to the wisdom of the collective. Yes, absolutely. Generate ideas with evaluation with exploration. And I, I, th- I think Shazad uses this a lot with his executives, with corporations. I think it's really great to use with groups, but I have used it with my family. And that's mm-hmm. been really fun too. And so what one of the games that he describes is the yes and game, sort of saying, okay, I see what you're saying. And what I like about what you're saying is X, Y, or Z, but that makes me consider even a further idea. So it just takes an idea that someone gives and it helps build on it. And so you can go around a room or in a group and come up with more ideas. So innovate to solve problems. I love it. And um, actually, you gave me a great idea. I had not thought to use it with my teens to explore. Um, I've used a few other techniques, but I think that's a great idea, right? Because a lot of times they'll come up with some plans and you think, oh, this is not going to work out. But Shirzad talks about it, that you don't have to agree with everything that someone else says. And in fact, as humans, we're going to have differences. Yeah. But if we, what, what if we could find that 10% that, yeah. and they feel heard and you can take that 10%, you add that yes, and then you add yours and and then hopefully it will also model for them how to do that. So they can take some of our ideas and hopefully learn it and share back with us. So that's a great idea to try it out. Yeah, I love that. You're reminding me to use it as well because otherwise the mama brain wants to go and and just solve problems for our kids. So (laughs) instead, like help them solve their own problems. That's a great way to teach it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it also connects to the art of negotiation and yep. collaboration because yeah. that is actually a really important skill in any workspace. Yeah, in any system, a family system mm-hmm. or a, any group dynamic. And the next power is the navigate power. So tell yeah. me a little bit about what navigate means for you. So navigate is what is your North Star and what drives you? What is your why in life? And when you can have that focus, you can make your decisions all in line with that North Star or that why. And sometimes if we don't know what that is, looking forward to ourselves as an older, elder, wiser version of ourselves and asking for our ageless wisdom from that perspective, from the end of your life, how important would this decision be? What would I really want this to mean in my life today? And sometimes accessing that inner wisdom, as you've been discussing, so powerful to navigate your way in the world. Absolutely. I do some life by design work. And Mm -hmm. one of the key things that we really work on is just building clarity on your life Mm -hmm. vision. It's interesting how maybe when we were starting college, people ask, what do you want to do with your life? But then what happens is you get busy, you finish college, job, you have a family, you may travel, you're busy with your work. And we forget that side a little bit of what that life vision is. And maybe it's even changed. Yeah, totally. What you're reminding me is sometimes we get so stuck in the weeds. And this is a really great way to wait. Is this really important right now? This small thing, I have to get my to-do list done, whatever it may be. And really at the end of our life is that what's going to matter that's a good reminder yeah and finding (laughs) meaning in some of the things that we're choosing to Mm. do because you know we may like you said we get lost in the weeds and we've got all of the things to do that we forget there's a life that we're living and none of us really know how long we have our time is uncertain how do we make the most of each moment so we really feel like whatever that timeline is that we have lived connected to our purpose and 
really have made conscious, intentional choices on what we want in our life. Everything actually is a choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't do surgical oncology anymore. I used to, in my elective practice, have a lot of patients with various histories of cancer for which they need a surgery. And one of the questions they even bring up is, okay, what do I need to be thinking of? There are things I want to do in my life. Like, how do I manage this? And making choices. What is the choice that you would make if you knew you had six months or a year? How would that shift? And I try to do that too, because I see that in my patients and the people mm-hmm. that I've worked with that life is so precious. So live today like today is the most important day. Because it-, it really could be. Certainly every day we are one day closer to the end of our life. That mm-hmm. is true, whatever that may be. And so to live it so mindfully, mm-hmm. choosing the thoughts, choosing the feelings, choosing the sage and not feeling victim or whatever the saboteur may be to the circumstance of your life. We're so lucky as physicians to have had these patients mm-hmm. so much too. Such a good reminder. Absolutely. My patients definitely have been my biggest teachers. It just yeah. really reminding me of what's important and, and reminding me of the impact that we have on each other. When I was in that spiral space of my life, one of the things I realized is I had been working for so long that I had actually forgotten who I was and I had forgotten what I liked to do. Someone asked me, what do you like to do? Because when I quit my job, I had all this time and I never had time like this since undergrad. And so I had all this time and I realized I didn't even know who I was and what I wanted to do. And so I actually created a list of a hundred things I wanted to do before I died. So it was like a bucket list. Mm -hmm. But what I started to do is I'm just going to do these little micro adventures, like things Uh that I want. I've always wanted to do, but I was waiting for retirement or waiting for kids to be all grown up or waiting for all of these things to happen. And who knows when, or if I might reach that space. So I started to do one was I I always wanted to own a bakery. So I'm like, I don't know if I can do that, but maybe I could bake for a coffee coffee Uh, shop. And so I started doing some of these things and realized I made this out into this big thing that could only happen 30 years later. And actually all of this magic, all of these micro adventures are right there available for any of us Mm -hmm. just choosing to live those moments. And that actually brings us to our fifth and last sage power, which is activate. And so activate is one of my favorites, really looking ahead and saying, okay, what would I do if there were no boundaries? If there was a safety net and I could literally just jump and do something, like what are the things that I would try? Even if I am a little scared, even if it is something that I've never done before. And that has really been a a mindset shift for me because before I am like, I'm going to wait till later, but now I'm like, okay, what if there's no later? What would I do now? And just doing it and not overthinking. Yes. That's interesting. I was thinking of it two different ways. (laughs) We we are as physicians, we used to to act, to activate power in a way like we take action, we solve problems for people. So on one hand, it's natural for us. But on the other hand, as you just said that reminding me that there can be so much perfectionism and especially in the physician group, it's pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. And so the activate power is with the reminder that it doesn't have to be perfect, that Mm -hmm. good enough is good enough. And that it's our birthright just to show up and do what brings us joy, do what we think we want to do and just get out there and live life. There's not one right way. I love it. And just to emphasize something that I think you said incredibly important is it is our birthright. Mm -hmm. As human 
humans, we are inherently worthy. We're enough. We think that we have to do more to be worthy. How can we take this moment and say, what would I do? How would I show up from a place of worthiness, from a place of love and compassion? Yes, I love that too. So just remembering again, the reason all this is so important when we can recognize each of those powers, we are building our mental fitness. We are engaging our full brain and not just our primitive brain, not just the survival brain. And that's a great reminder, actually, because it's true. When we engage with our whole brain and we really use our inner wisdom in our day-to-day, in our routine, we build our mental fitness. And when then when there is something, a challenge, a struggle, decisions to be made, then we know how to manage our saboteurs. Yeah, I like that. So true. This is all such a good reminder. You and I get to talk about this frequently and it still charges me up. It's just all such a good reminder to how we get to choose to live our life with more attention and intention. Absolutely. And as we wrap up today, I'd love for you to share what's a lesson or a connection that you've built by using any of the sage powers in your life. What has been a mindset shift, a, a way that maybe you never really were fully experiencing before? Yeah, that is so many things. They're all such good powers. It, it has changed my life really at every level. Um, probably noticing that the sage powers are the antidote for the saboteurs, for the judge, for our natural way. Just recognizing that as a generality, we can just engage the sage brain and address any challenge. And, and then curiosity would probably be the other one that I think I really engaged more. Empathy, probably I had more generally as an internist physician. We tend to have that as women, as physicians, as mothers, you know, that one maybe comes a little bit more, although not always for ourselves. But curiosity, really just get just getting really deeply curious. I impactful. love it. Yeah, that's amazing. But I would say the biggest impact it has had for me is empathy for myself. Like you said, it may, it, it's definitely not, it was not my strong suit before. Yeah, so just yeah. empathy for myself. And I love what you said about curiosity, just really asking questions. And I think that's also a great way to connect to a little bit to our subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. When we ask questions, we keep opening little doors and windows into our subconscious yeah. mind and we can explore. No, I wonder why I feel that way without the judgment, right? Without the, this is how I should feel. Yes. Opening the windows, the doors, just a little bit, even just letting a crack mm-hmm. of light in yeah. and it just can change it. And then one other thing that you mentioned too, as I'm thinking about it, I realized, yeah, maybe that also helps me. You were talking about perfectionism, right? The activate power with perfectionism. And it's true. Anytime we're going to get ready to do something, our saboteurs get like all revved up and say, I don't know, you can't do it. And the stickler says, well, but it has to be done a certain way. And the mm-hmm. controller says, so we've got all these saboteurs chitter-chattering mm-hmm. in our brain. Yeah. And how do we bring ourselves back into the moment and connecting mm-hmm. with, again, our whole brain and saying, oh, I wonder how I could do it. Being yeah. curious. It's, it is really a connected whole experience. So thank you so much for sharing all of the wisdom. And I hope for anyone who's listening that you explore who your saboteurs are, because understand that your saboteurs don't make up all of you, right? These are just voices and parts of us that we have full control over. But the first step in really understanding how to manage is to understand what are some of the chitter chatters that you're hearing in the back of your brain. And and I hope that you will connect to your inner wisdom by trying one or all of these five sage powers. So we talked about empathize, explore, innovate, navigate, activate. So um, use some of the strategies we talked about today, explore what it could mean in your life, because the more you use them, the more you exercise your mental fitness, 
darkness and the more you stay connected to yourself and to your inner wisdom, then you can show up as your authentic self, full of love, right? From that space of unconditional love, self-compassion and acceptance and know that no matter what happens, you are going to be okay. I was thinking as you were talking about engaging that inner wisdom and that sage brain in positive intelligence, Shazad teaches us as does mindfulness actually and talking about being in the present moment, we can use these present moment techniques to settle into our body. And then that allows you to go from that automatic response to your sage response. I don't know if you want to share some of your favorite PQ techniques. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that you shared that because it's so important. A lot of times people ask, you know, when you're really in in the depths of the saboteur and either judging yourself or having that chatter in your brain, oh, this is how it's going to end. This is a problem. And I have to do it this way or the getting into the hyper rational hyperachiever, right? All of those saboteurs, we get into the part of our brain, our lizard brain, our primitive brain, and we catastrophize. Our brain is awesome at drama. So what I have found really, and and Shazad talks about this a lot, is really creating a pause a moment to bring ourselves back into the moment because when our brain is spiraling really no good thoughts are coming out of that yeah, so it's really, really hard to find the sage brain in that moment for sure so he has i love how he has these really short easy ways to connect to ourselves so again creating that pause and bringing our connection back to ourselves and he talks about connecting with our five senses and and he has a few other pq reps these are just repetitive relaxation modes which allows us to connect to our logical, our thinking brain, our prefrontal cortex. So we're not living in the, the crazy world, created by a saboteur, but we're really connecting to our inner wisdom. Now we all have access to it, but in the moment, we might not feel connected to it. We are having all of this catastrophizing. So taking that deep breath, pausing and creating that reflection, creating that connection by using our senses, etc. I, I found it to be incredibly powerful powerful way to connect to yeah. our inner wisdom in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And he teaches a few specific techniques like touching your fingers or looking very carefully at something or listening to the sounds. But as you practice those things, you can become mindful wherever you are, stopping and enjoying every bite in your meal or really being present in a hug with somebody or feeling the water in your shower, anything Mm -hmm. to just bring yourself back into your body. And that will allow you to engage that sage brain. And the more we learn how to connect to ourselves, to our brain, to our body, I think that's part of mental fitness. How do we consciously choose and be able to connect to, again, our mind, body, spirit? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much, Serene, for having me on. So much fun to talk about PQ, positive intelligence, and all the sage powers. Absolutely. Thank you so much for chatting with me. And I would love for you to share if any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you or know more about you, where would they find your information? I would refer them to my webpage, which is Ramona Mass mastermd.com and my coaching practice is master peace and strength. Wonderful. I will include that information in the show notes as well. So everyone will have a chance to connect with you and get to know you more. I really appreciate the time that you've spent with us today and all of the wisdom that you've shared. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Have a beautiful day. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story, 
to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.